All right, all right, all right. I'd like to welcome everybody. You know, once a month we do this. Um, what's up, Dion? Um, once a month, um, you know, I like to take time out to um, touch on basics and things that a lot of people are afraid to talk of. Talk about what's up to my cousin in the building. What's up, Miss Tracy from Terry Records, my sister, right? My musical sister, right there. Um, I'm waiting for my um, my co-host to come in, and you know, y'all, you know how that go. But uh, we gonna get the show started anyway. And um, even if I gotta do it by myself, but okay, that, that's what Miss Tracy's about to call in. She'll sit, she'll sit with us, and um, we gonna go over. We gonna talk about all the different varieties and forms of um domestic abuse, and, you know, a lot of people don't understand it. So, well, all I did was say, you know, a lot of times verbal abuse is worse than um, physical abuse, you know, because when you hit somebody, the charge go well, this is just how I feel. Everybody, everybody, um, you know, is different. I just feel that you can hit somebody and that, that charge go away, but you say the strongest person in the fist because those words, Stick with a person for a long, a long, long, long time, and it's really not easy to get past certain things that said. I'm one, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I'm one that I've been on both sides of the of, of fence with that. So that's why I touch on, I, I, you know, it. Who I was made me who I am, and the things I've been through make me speak on the things that I do because I know it. You know, feel free. I'm, I will be putting a number at the bottom of. I'll be putting a number at the bottom of the screen in a, in a few seconds, so you guys can call it. You know, you can um, well, you can you can post your um, different different views on everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's it's, it's wow. You know, um, like I said, once a month, I'll um, this will be going on. We'll be it's all. Let's talk about it. We'll we've had conversations where we've had fellas call in because. One of the things really overlooked um, the most is when guys are dealing with domestic violence and abuse, it's overlooked because most men don't want to talk about it because they say, well, you know, I'm not a punk and I don't want nobody to think this, you know. The hell with that. Punk is that, that uh, feel punk if you hold it in because the more you hold it in, the more it's going to occur. We, 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 we've learned to where there are females that are beating on their guys, you know, because the guys, most guys are brought up with the don't hit a woman, don't don't hit a lady. So, um, you know, a lot there's a lot of ladies that take advantage of that. They take advantage of the system because they know that if a fella, if a guy hit a woman, he's going to jail. No if and buts about it. If you if you can't even raise your voice at a woman without going to jail. But if a woman do something to a man, most of the time the the system will tell the guy you either need to move or you need to walk away. How can you walk away when you are constantly being attacked or when somebody swing on you? I mean, everybody's a human being. If somebody swing and knocks the hell out of you, you, I mean, as a human, it's called, it's called instinct protection, you know, and every situation different, you know, now for the guys that are going out here for no reason, trying to be dominant, whooping shit out of women, uh, that's, those are the guys that need to be put in a jail cell with the guys that decide those. You know, y'all, excuse my language. You know, when I, when I start talking about serious things, I get real passionate about certain things, and, and I, just, I just speak it how I am. Shout out to my man, Mr. Rico Michael Jackson in the building. That's one of my buddies years back, years back. My Uncle Bertie's watching on. I love you too, Uncle. Huh? Um, you know, I know a lot of y'all used to me when I come on live, it's about music or something like that. But no, today we're talking about something that needs to be discussed, abuse, and how many the various forms of abuse. Because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't understand that, that um, a lot of people don't understand that there are more forms of abuse that's physical or just, you know, verbal. It comes in all kinds of forms, but. Right now, I'm, I'm going to the lines, and I'm I'm thinking this is who I think it is. Um, Carla, you heard your name, state your name, and where you calling from? Um, this is Tracy, and I am calling from Indiana. What's up, Miss Tracy? Ladies and gentlemen, like welcome to the show. Um, man, a good friend of mine, um, musical family, all, all the way around. Miss Tracy from um, 
record. A lot of y'all that look, that watch the underground power hour, y'all y'all heard her song many times. We requested throughout the years favorite song, but tonight we on a different. We we singing a different song, and this is all about abuse, man. You know, everybody been through, everybody dealt with it. Either you were the aggressor or you were the receiver. So you know, tonight, what right now we gonna we gonna touch on everything. We're not holding anything back. And if you feel like calling in, I will be putting the number up so you can call in and chime in your thoughts as well. But right now, I'm going to swing over to my sister right here. What's up, Miss Tracy? How's everything going with you? Oh, everything is okay. You know, <laughs> it's a good day. Good. Man, I'm excited to have you on here, man. As soon as I posted it, you was like one of the first people to say, hey, I got to chime in on this. I got I to gotta share a book. And, you know, that's what it's about. It's about everybody coming forward, you know, it's, it's just time. You know, we got to stop sitting on things, and there's no such thing as I'm ashamed. Don't be ashamed of what's going on. Be ashamed of holding it in because the life you save could be, you can save another life just by opening up. So right now, I am going to give you the floor and let you um let you um get everything in you that you need to get out. I'm going to let you get it out, my sister. Um, so... Well, thank you for, uh, well, thank you for even putting this topic out there. You know, um, in this new year, I think the most important thing uh, for people to do this year is to just, you know, try to get themselves into a better place. And that includes um, acknowledging some things that, you know, they may be doing or acknowledging things that have happened in their lives. So um, this topic right here is one that a lot of people disagree on for some reason, and it's also one of those topics that people are afraid to really speak on because they don't want to acknowledge the fact that they are uh, victims sometimes. And uh, I know for me, uh, in the previous relationship that I was in, it wasn't physical, um, but it was mental. Um, there was a lot of, of bullying. There was a lot of, you know, that type of thing where if when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, you know. So, and it wasn't something that happened right away. It was something that happened progressively. You know, the 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 cutting off of friends and family, the being told what to where, well, you know, and not necessarily like just it being obviously like I'm telling you to wear this, but, you know, strong suggestions of what to wear and even down to what to eat, um, you know, the controlling of the money, the controlling of of friends and people who you can spend time with. And for me, what really made it obvious for me was when my oldest girl um, got with her husband uh, they and um, she had her first Thanksgiving and she wanted me to come over because her sisters were already there and she wanted me to come over for Thanksgiving and so I'm like sure then I go and I pick up my sister and I pick up my niece because they want to see her my niece was in town from college visiting and we went over there and I was like, okay, we should only be over here till about, I would say like seven, eight o'clock and then I'll come back to spend time with you and your family. And so he was like, okay. So I get over there and we're hanging out and my youngest girl said, she said, uh, this is the best Thanksgiving ever because her cousin was there and, and they were all playing Xbox and they were not Xbox but the Wii and they were dancing and everything and so I'm like okay I'm not about to leave right now because they're enjoying themselves you know and so I start getting phone calls like well, why aren't you here yet um, because I'm over here over you know and we were married at the time so I'm like I'm over here over our daughter's house you know like you know it's Thanksgiving and we have a child together so I'm like you know I'm over here with our children like we're hanging out well, you were supposed to be here. I'm over here with my family by myself, and you're supposed to be here because you're supposed to pick me up and take me home. But, like, you're over there with your family. So everybody, like, has a car. They could take you home. Like, I'm literally spending time with my daughter. 
you know, not I'm not hanging out with some friend or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not kicking it somewhere and just wasting my time. I'm not out and about like I'm literally with my child. Um, and he was, like, really upset about the fact that I chose to spend time with my daughter rather than come and sit in the house with his family, um, you know, where at times I really didn't feel, you know, really completely comfortable anyway. So that for me was the beginning of a lot of the eye-opening that went along with me realizing what type of relationship that I was in and how um, over the years uh, I had been subjected to a lot of things. And, um, you know, and, and, and it is definitely not to say that he was a bad person because he's not, but even people with the best of intentions do things that they should not do to other people. And a lot of, like, it, for my, for me, for my situation, it was that let me break you all the way down so that I can build you back up into the person that I want you to be. And you, I don't, you don't get to have an opinion. You don't get to do these things that you want to do unless you ask me, unless I'm okay with it. And if I'm not okay with it, then not only am I going to try to bully you into not doing those things that you want to do, but I'm going to say enough things to enough people surrounding you to get them on my side so that they too can come to you and tell you how wrong you are. And I'm going to paint myself as the victim so that you can be made to feel like you are the one in the wrong and you can be made to feel like you need to drop everything and come see about me, even though I've just dumped all this stuff on you and I've said all these things to you and I've made you feel like crap. But I'm going to do it in such a way that when I'm done, you feel like, it's not about you. Like you feel like you need to take your feelings and put them in your pocket and come and make sure that I'm okay. Um, you know, so that that does a lot to, uh, you know, that did a lot to me as a person, and it did a lot to me as, as far as my my not only my self esteem but my value of myself because it began to make me feel like um, that he was more important than me and I didn't have a say in anything and I was I should have just been okay with just being small and unimportant and letting him be the one in charge and what I felt didn't matter and my feelings didn't matter and it was okay for my family not to be around and it was okay for my friends not to be around and you know, and depression, like we ended up going through marriage counseling and all this other stuff before we eventually got divorced. And he even told the marriage counselor, he was like, she was in a space and depressed a long time ago. I was okay with that. It didn't become an issue until I began to start moving around and doing things that I wanted to do. Then it began to be like, oh, we need marriage counseling because you're actually getting up and, and going out the house and dressing nice and spending time with other people. And, oh, my God, this can't be happening. And so he thought that when we went into marriage counseling that they were going to convince me to go and be who he wanted me to be again. He didn't expect the marriage counseling uh, to take a turn where the person that I was seeing was like, but what do you want to do? Who are you? Like, What's important to you? Those are some things that you should focus on. And so, you know, he, he expected me to be going to see somebody who was going to be like, no, everything that you want to do is not acceptable and you should go be who your husband wants you to be. Um, you know, so it, it, it you know, the, just the things that were said, during the whole course of this thing and the, the the tearing down and the the nitpicking and the why can't you just do what the hell I'm telling you to do and um 
you know, the constant bullying and the yelling and the, you know, the, the rising up when you, when you rise up to show that you're taller and you're bigger than the person to kind of make them feel smaller. Um, this, just the whole um, little things that were said along the way to kind of constantly chip away at who you are as a person to make you feel like you're insignificant. And, again, the whole isolation from friends and from family and, you know, we can only go to these places and do these things that I want to do and you should only deal with these people that I want you to deal with and be careful what you say, even down to that. How dare you say that in front of other people? You know, this is even when we were in the counseling, which was supposed to be to help us, you know, to get better. Um, the anger after counseling was over, like, how dare you tell him that? How dare you make me look bad? How dare you share these things um, with him? You're supposed to keep that to yourself. You're supposed to make sure. You're supposed to take care of me and look out for me. So it was, you know, and then threats, lots of threats, and, and you know, both subliminal and outright um, threats of leaving and threats of divorce and threats of what he would do if I didn't do this and all this other stuff. And, you know, it, it, was, it took me years to realize that I was in something that was not good for me, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, people equate abuse with uh, physical, but sometimes the mental is worse. Because the physical, you can deal with, and, and they're both terrible, but the physical, you you know that it's coming and, and you know that it's going to be over. The mental is, is constant. It's just every day. It's just little things. It's just little uh, little bits of you that are constantly chipped away until you become not yourself, until you become who this person wants you to be and they have total and complete control over you. And when you don't do that, um, you know, then the threats and the threats of violence, even if the violence doesn't happen, it's just walking on constant eggshells thinking that you're, anything that you do is going to upset this other person. So you become less you and more of this just timid person who is constantly trying to make sure that everything is okay for this other person regardless of, of how you feel and how it makes you feel and regardless of what you are denying yourself, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, and it sticks with you. Even I've been out of this, I've been divorced a year, and it's still, all of that stuff is still there. The, the remnants of that stuff is still there. And it, it's, it's definitely something that if you don't acknowledge it, um, it can spin out of control and you find yourself in a place wondering, like, what the heck happened to me? Like, when did I lose me to become this person that feels like I'm not important anymore, you know? So it was, um, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely something that needs to be acknowledged and a lot of people are in emotionally abusive relationships and, and they don't see it like that. They see it as, oh, he just loves me or, oh, she just loves me. Oh, she's just, um, you know, she's only acting jealous because she loves me so much or he's only acting jealous because he loves me so much or they, they don't want me to hang with these people because they care about me and, and really it's all about control. Um, you know, and it lends itself to sex. It lends itself to what happens in the bedroom. It lends, because then it becomes not about um, um, being intimate with you because intimacy is a part of our relationship. It becomes I'm being intimate with you because I want to show you that I am the one who is in control of you, even down to we do this when I say I want to do it, regardless of whether you feel like doing it or not, because you belong to me. Um, so you and, and that, can, that right goes two ways. A, a lot of people fail to realize that, that that game right there that goes two ways because I, I know people that I know of situations where that's played on both sides. But everything that everything every word you just said is like bullseye. And a lot of people, when you in the situation, 
you don't see it coming. And it always someone on the outside sees all of it, but you don't see it because you're so invested in this relationship that you figure, oh, oh, that just happened. Oh, it's it's regular. Oh, that's just how he is. But um, we we have a, um, we have somebody um in the thread from Facebook Live, a psychotherapist, and that as a psychotherapist, I let my clients know that any type of abuse, whether physical, verbal, or mental, is completely inappropriate and unacceptable. Because if they do it once, it's going to happen again with any question. Without any questions, and I gotta I gotta say um, they never put yourself in a position to be in harm's way ever because it's like and that that's that's true, but then you have to also look at it like this. Some some people some people are people are able to change. And I'm a living with I can I can say this. I know I've come up I've come three hundred and sixty five degrees spin around turn from who I was. Because I was under the impression that the man's world and women ain't listen to the man, you know, blah blah blah. It's, it's this way. But I was put in, I was put in that, not put in that position. I accepted that role from what I saw, not in my household as a kid, but at how I saw my uncle being treated by his by his um his wife, his um, wife at the time. I had an uncle that would work. He did everything a man's supposed to do for his wife. Cheated on him. He had guys in the house. He was jumped on. I mean, it was he, he went through so much, but he stayed faithful, stayed faithful to this woman, and she still did him in. He even, and it's sad because he had three children with her, and he actually lost two of his children. Um, they were they was they were brutally taken taken away from this world due to the woman, um, you know, messing around. The guy that she was messing around with killed two of his children, which sent my uncle like way off the rocket. And seeing that growing up, I was determined to never let a woman get inside my head, never let a woman control me, never let a woman tell me what to do. It was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. It's going to be my way or the highway, which was wrong. Because in my household, my dad instilled in me the protect the, the, that that art of protection. The man protects the house. He protects everybody within that house. The man is the protector by any means necessary, and that's in me. And my mom taught me to love, be loving. You know, if you care about something, love it. So that's in me. But I was still conflicted with what I saw my uncle go through, and and at an early at a at a at a young age, I was subjected partially to that. Because when I was younger, I had this thing for older, you know, I wanted an older woman because it was cool. And I just didn't, I didn't really relate to people, to um, females my age, so they were kind of like young guys. So me dealing with an older person, she had the upper hand on me because she already experienced certain things. And she figured, okay, I can, I can treat them any kind of way. She's just glad to have a woman, you know. And that wasn't the case because at a young age, I was a I was just, I was a street guy. It wasn't about love. It wasn't about none of that. But right now, what I got to do right now, we got to go to the line. So we got calls on the line. So we gonna go to the line, and we gonna deal with the callers. And we gonna come back, Tracy. Don't go nowhere. I'm glad you called in. We gonna go to the line and let the callers um their debut. We gonna take you callers as well. I see the numbers that came up. So right about now, we gonna go to the caller. When you hear, you are unmuted. That's for you. That means state your name. Where you calling from? And right now, let's see. Let's go here. Caller, you are unmuted. State your name and where you calling from. I'm Mo Poetry Phillips, and I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. How are you? Hello. Thanks for calling in and sharing your viewpoint. Yes, I was just really listening in. Um, you know about the relationships, and you were. Is this the one you were talking about abuse earlier? Yeah. Is this the line, the show? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm an also, I'm also a domestic violence survivor, and I have a book called Equals Greatness. That is my story as a domestic violence survivor and seventy other poems and short stories. And I teach 
on domestic violence. And I'm glad that there is a forum where a man is able to say, I've experienced abuse and talk about relationships and controlling relationships and things because that's something that's not dealt with very much at all. I live in Cincinnati. It's not dealt with as much there. Are you in Chicago? Is that where you are? Well, I'm, I'm originally from Chicago, but um, I live in Florida right now. But I'm a Chicago native, born and raised. Okay. So my question for you is where do you go in your state is there a place for men to be able to go if they were being abused? Actually, I haven't I haven't found anywhere. I've, I've searched a few a few things, and the only thing that I found is for women, and that that's what that's basically mm-hmm. what that's what pushes me to. to um, I actually started doing this show with a, a, a friend of mine, um, Nina Purple, um, from you know. I'm a member of a poet, you know, the poet, people of extraordinary talent. So I met Nina through um, Black Ice. So I, yeah. I decided, well, let's, you know, you keep on that and so am I. You know, I've been on both sides of the fence. So I wanted to mm-hmm. bring it. I said, you know, guys are afraid to talk about it. Cause I know at the time it was happening with me, I was afraid to discuss it because I kept saying, I don't want nobody to think I'm weak. I'm not weak. But I, and then at one point it just got out of hand. I was like, this needs to be told. So I just started talking, mm-hmm. and I haven't stopped talking. But there's nowhere. Yeah. It, it is scarce to find somewhere where men can go, and that's why I'm trying to make that avenue, that forum where men can call and talk to them. Get it off your chest. Let's break it down. Let's find a way to stop, you know, to put a stop to it before these men that are being abused turn into abuse. Yes. My, by trade, I work in the legal profession. I've been maybe 20 years in that profession, and I deal directly with the court system. So I see the rap sheet. I see the women who have history of abuse. I have to track that. It's called Amy's Law. I have to do and, and record every single time that woman has had a case, even if it's dismissed or ignored or whatever, and I track that. And the level of abuse, even for women, is quite high and it's ignored. A lot of people don't want to deal with the fact that women are out here putting their hands on multiple men. They have cases all the time. They have done quite a bit of damage. And in my state, all I can do is send the men to women helping women. So how humiliating is that to say, okay, you're a man, you're, you've spoken up or you have a case against a woman, and I'm sending you to women helping women for help. That's just, I really want to be an advocate. I really want a partnership and support for state to state. We have to make this a thing where there is going to be places where men can go, and even if it's anonymous call-ins, whatever, and get the support that they need when they are being abused, as well as women. It can't be biased. Do you agree? And, and I agree, and I and I I I want I want to try whatever angle I can to be to be an advocate where they can tell us the way, man. You know, I don't care. I, I even I want you know what I would really like to talk to. I would like to talk to the abuser. I really would. You know, what gives you the right, what was it that triggered you to make you think you're, you know, it's your way? But I would, I open my forum. I don't care what it is. I do multiple shows. I do shows where I'm, where I'm showcasing music, and if somebody says something, like call or call in and say, you know, I made this song because I'm going through a situation where my baby mama is doing this, and I, I hear that, I hear that it triggers me when I hear that abuse coming out in his, in his song. And right in the midst of that show, I have done it. I will start, I will go directly into, hey, me and you need to talk, and we'll discuss it right there on the music show. And I don't care who gets mad or not because it's important to share the music, but when I hear that call for some help, I have to address it yeah. right then and there. So at any point, any fellow, I'm saying this now, if you're on Facebook Live or you're listening to me because I'm also connected on Poet Radio right now, Anywhere that you're listening, if you need someone to talk to, 
contact me. Find me on Facebook. All you got to do is type in Dub C, D-U-B-C-E-C, and everything about me will pop up. Call me direct. I don't care. If we can if we can get fellas to start letting this off their chest, it won't be so many angry guys out here beating up women because they hurt, because they mad. We can stop we can stop this cycle. We can stop this cycle. And it's just about somebody coming forth. Most guys don't want to talk about it. They feel oh, I'm, not, I'm not a weak punk. No. No, you're a victim. You're being hurt and hurt people. Yeah. So let's deal with it. Yes, and as a domestic violence survivor, because by nature, I'm a fighter. I can fight. I fought men in the street when I was in the street. But, you know, on this side of life, I'm very different. But at the same time, I've experienced that where you get where you can't fight back. You're so mentally hurt and upset that the person that you love or the person you care about would put their hands on you, that your hands feel tied. So even if you're not the type to feel like I wasn't brought up, don't hit a woman, it may be that that you're going through. And don't feel upset about that. Don't feel bad like you're weak, you can't beat the other person, and you're a victim. No, you're really, really going through some things. And sometimes that just creates that whole environment that allows the abuse to happen, and then abuse is multi-layered. It could be financial. It could be because of the family. You don't want to leave the family, so you're willing to go through that to keep your family together. But definitely, I'm the same way. If you need to speak with me, I can help you go through how to file an affidavit, complaint, you know, deal with the legal side of it so that you can be heard in court and, and do what you need to do to bring charges, whether it's a woman being abused, a man being abused. You can always um, email me. I'm at one mo poetry, so it's one m o p o e t r y at gmail.com. I'm here. I have 20 years experience in it. I can definitely give you some pointers. So thank you. I appreciate you giving me the time on air, and you know, hopefully we can connect off air so that you know something can be done. I'm here in the fight. You know what? I'm glad you call in and you shared that. And we will connect. Actually, we're Facebook friends, so we'll connect. Um, and it's, it's, it's just right now I kind of got goosebumps because I love, I love when a network come together where it, that, when you two people meet, that's an opportunity for somebody else outside that connection to be helped. Because I may know yeah. somebody that needs to talk to you. Somebody, somebody that's watching on my behalf, may need to talk to you but didn't know you, but now they do, and they, find they have a way to contact you. So those things, those, those are more exciting to me than music. And music is my life. So, man, it, that's, it, it's, a, it's a blessing, Tom, to be calling in. Thank you, and it's a blessing. I'm glad we were able to speak this morning. But I will right, inbox you my contact you information as well. Most definitely. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Take All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the to the um, award-winning Underground Power Hour. No, this is not the Underground Power. I'm so used to saying Underground Power Hour. You are tuned in to the award-winning DOEC Radio. This is Let's Talk About It with your boy Dub Steve. We got Miss Tracy on the line. She's rocking with me. We got another call we're going to take real quick. Let's see what this is. That young lady who just called in, more poetry, man, that was, that was, that was unique right there. And... Just, just think about it. These calls are not coincidental. You know, everything happens for a reason, you know, so that would be the network there to, to try to bring a awareness to the situation, abuse as far as men as well, because there are so many lines and so many places women can go, but men have nowhere. So we're going to try and get that going. Okay, caller, you are unmuted. State your name and where you're calling from. All of you are unmuted. My name is Matthew Thomas. How'd you go there, Matthew? My name is Matthew Thomas. I'm out of... Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm out of Chicago, Illinois. I'm a personal coach. Um, I kind of came in late on the subject of abuse, but um, I haven't been in an abusive relationship like that. But what I was leaning towards was like, uh, you know, 
child abuse, uh, you know, that and how that plays a major role in our society. And when I say abuse, you know, I, I look at more of a generational curse thing because I feel like our our children, they are being abused in so many ways. Um, more so of a generational curse, just passed down behaviors, uh, repeated cycles that, you know, we're not aware of. And that bad spirit is just being passed down, bad fruits. So when I saw the word abuse, I'm sorry. When I saw the word abuse, I just thought of that because lately, I'm sorry. Can you still hear me? Is everything fine? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'll make sure. Yeah, because lately I've been tackling uh, generational curse, generational curses, and I'm just seeing the, seeing how uh, you know our generation, our ancestors, the ones that came before us, how that passed down abuse. It's not, it's not actually uh, giving abuse, but it's something we're not aware of. So. I've really been tackling this issue uh, lately because um, it could be, you know, emotional abuse, just passing down those the emotional baggage to our kids and, you know, depressing, depressing states. We just pass them on, we pass them on, and that abuse is 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 should be um, pinpointed more going to a new generation. I mean, going into a new decade, going into a new year. So, uh, yeah, abuse is a big thing, and um, it's a reason why you know, our kids are, are growing up and uh, they scarred and and they don't have a way out and they so conditioned and so uh they so conditioned and they so uh trained to be this 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 way, you know, and that's where we fall in that as a, as a as a culture, you know, as a people, as a as a human human kind, we fall in because you know we're not aware of this. We just we just passing these traditions on and and it's scarring our children and I'm I'm big on on breaking the generational curses for 2020 and stepping out on faith you know and I'm facing I'm facing I'm facing what what the family couldn't you know or what they didn't have enough strength to to, to face and um you know I'm just exposing things and not being afraid to to let them know like yo. Um, certain uh, behaviors been passed down too long. It's time for us to break it. It's time for us to stop living as a slave. It's time for us to to be free because, you know, we we putting our, these limitations on our children, and that's why they not becoming nothing. That's why they not not growing to their full potential because we abusing them. We abusing them. We abusing them when we're not aware of it. So, I'm taking a stand right now. Just started my brand. Uh, it's called Free Search One on One. And it's all about uh, self-evolution, personal development. Um, Research 101, we offer um, innovative solutions that provide mind, body, and soul uh, solutions. Um, it's all about, uh, you know, getting prepared for the future because the way the world is going, we got to get ready. We got to prepare our kids. We got to prepare for the shift or a, lot's gonna be, a lot of people going to be left behind. So what I've done as a personal coach, is um I, I've tapped into my gifts and um I'm using my talents to to make sure to these make sure these kids don't don't grow up without any direction. Make sure they have some type of direction. Make sure they know what they're good at. Make sure they they know that they got potential. Make sure they know they can become something. So yeah, that's why what what came to mind when I thought abuse. And um we really got to be aware of it. You know the way we. You know, where we dealing with our the next generation and uh, the children that are going to be our our future. So my my uh advice to people out there is, you know, really be aware of what went on in your family. Really be aware of what's been passed down. Really be aware of these negative spirits that we keep allowing. And if we don't if we don't do anything about it, it's going to keep getting passed on to the next generation, to the next generation, 
and, and it's, it, it comes down to the it comes down to this. If 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 the general generational curses keep coming to pass and they keep being passed on, how are we gonna create generational wealth? Our kids don't know what they could become. Y'all knock the self esteem out of them. Y'all want them to be conditioned. You know when we when we uh when we try to be better than our parents. When we try to be better than our parents, you know we get in trouble. We get put out the house. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even trying to. It ain't trying to be smarter than them, outsmart them, but. We got to know that our kids are growing and they, they might be smarter than us. And, you know, God works mysteriously and, and, and he creates, creates smarter individuals, more wiser individuals, the, the more the, the enemy tries to use different tactics. So God has to create the, the kids a little more smarter, a little more aware. And from what I see, we tear them down because we think they, they being smart. No, we got future lawyers. We got future doctors. We got future future uh, firefighters. We got future. We got so many, so many uh, different different uh, areas we can we can go. But we gotta teach our kids. We can't limit them. So uh, okay. yeah, my name Matthew Thomas. Um, free search one on one. All social media platforms. We're making a change for 2020. We're going to uplift these kids. We want to see the next generation grow and become the, the better than us. Because if not, you know, who's going to take care of us when we older? And by the way, I'm I'm 30 years old. And, um, yeah, like, who's going to take care of us when we get older? Like, I, I refuse to see it happen again. So taking my faith and, um, Gonna break these generational curses one step at a time from emotional bondage, from from mental bondage, from brother, from poverty. Brother, you know, brother, you we stepping gonna away it, from the um, break it this. You kind of stepping away from the, the um, purpose of the call. I'm not. I'm not being rude. I'm just, oh, I'm you, sorry. You, you step, no, you step. You, I mean, what you're saying is valid, and and, I, and you know. I salute everything you're saying, but you're stepping away from the purpose of the, um, the show. Yeah, like I was saying, just, you know, abuse. You know, I said just abuse. So when I heard the word abuse, I hear, you know, generational curse. That's the abuse in my eyes. I know what you're saying. I just saw abuse, and, you know, so I was like, let me give my perspective on what I'm seeing as far as abuse. I know what you're saying as far as you know, uh, domestic stuff like that. But oh no, we're not talking about just domestic. I mean, we talk about the abuse you're speaking on as well. We, we're speaking on all forms of abuse. So I mean, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong at all. I'm not, I'm not that's not what I was saying. I was just saying you you kind of kind of ventured off a little bit. What you're saying is is valid. Is you know, it's just as well abuse. Just like you said, if we're not if we're not new, new um we're not working with our children and everything, then that's that's a form of abuse because we're allowing them to grow up without knowing what's right and what's wrong. So that that's a form of abuse as well. You you're exactly right. Yep, yep, yep. Cause yeah, it's just been a big thing on my on me lately. I just I've just been seeing how how parents just um you know just pass down the behavior and condition their children, and it, it's just so abusive and. It's unconscious. They don't know, so I don't blame them. I just, like, I got to step out on faith and stop this abuse from going on and show other people that it's, 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 in every family is a family member that could stop this abuse, you know, not by um, <clears throat> literally doing anything, but just, uh, you know, being different, being that example. So I got three kids myself, and um, I grew up. I grew up kind of conditioned, you know. I couldn't say certain things because I would get in trouble just for thinking the way I think, you know. And I, it makes me think back to slavery time and how that's what the slave owners did to us, you know, our ancestors. If they think a certain way, you get in trouble. You get abused. You get whooping. And it's like I, we do the same thing to our kids, like not knowing that we 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 creating a slave mentality for them. They're going to grow up limited. They're going to grow up thinking they can't do certain things. 
And that was the whole reason, you know, Harriet Tubman, you know, freed the slaves for us to not have to, you know, enslave our children again. Like, we got to live free. We got to stop abusing our kids. We got to stop abusing their mind. We got to let them grow in the body. We got to let them know that they spiritual beings, too. Because that's that's the that's the abuse right there. You know, you you are yeah, limiting them. You bring them into the world. We, still, we can't let them go free. That's the problem now. Children are being allowed to go free. So you have it, 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 when you explain that, you have to be more specific about it. There has to be some some discipline. There has to be some morals. There has to be some form of you know. Structure. If we just allow them to go free, then you know we we definitely in trouble. You know, so I, ah, you know, a lot of people don't agree with us. Um, you right though. You right about someone, that. You know, but we 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 I say discipline, but you know, stuff, and I got other. I have to talk to other people, so we don't have to. Um, we don't have to set this one down. So I got to talk to other people, and I have someone on the line as well. Uh, we got a few minutes left. It's only hours. Okay. Still. But I guarantee Closing you statement. that this won't be the last show. Um, we will be back. Um, we do this once a month. So, you know, keep tuned in with the flyer. I'll keep sharing it and, and call in and share whatever it is you need to feel. You feel you need to share. All right. I appreciate you. Um, for everybody who's viewing this um, live, uh, you can follow me at Free Search 101. Um, personal coach. Uh God bless y'all and um just uh watch out for them generational curses because they definitely sneaking up. I appreciate your time. All right. All right, my brother. All right, God bless you. All right, we'd like to thank you. All right, bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the under the award winning poet radio. Ooh. Tune into the full-time national award-winning TVC radio. The boy Dub season. We got we still got Miss Tracy on the line. Miss Tracy, uh, I know you want to share a few things um, according to the, um, to go along with the um, calls. Calling the opportunity to come in and share right here. Um, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. The the only thing that I wanted to share is that uh, just first, you know, just love yourself enough to know uh, what feels right and, and what doesn't and, and what you're willing to put up with and, and what you're not. There's There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that something is wrong, you know? There's nothing wrong with saying this is not what I want to do or this is not who I want to be. Um, There's nothing wrong with standing up for yourself and there's nothing wrong with seeking help if needed to walk away from a situation because um, it's easy to say, you shouldn't be in that situation. Don't put yourself in that situation. You should have walked away a long time ago. But this stuff runs deep for people, you know. And um, like she said earlier, sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's you have children. Um, sometimes you've just been so programmed to believe that this is all that you're worthy of being and you don't have anything else to walk away to. If you walk away from it, you're you're not going to be able to survive. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into um, abuse, and it's not as simple as just waking up and just walking out. Um, and, and that's the part we need to get away from is just judging people. Well, if you were being abused, how did why did you stay in this for so long? If you were being abused the first time he hit you, you should have left. no. Because there's a lot of, of stuff that leads up to those situations, and you don't know what that person's story was before, like, the penultimate abuse happened. But sometimes, you know, abuse is kind of, it sneaks in there, and it's, it's, it's systemic within relationships, you know? Um, and 
So the thing that you need to do is just be there for people when they are ready to look for help, when they are ready to get out of it, when they, or if you see it, you know, kind of make yourself known and say, hey, I'm here if you need me, because it's not easy to walk away from that stuff. It's not easy to report. It's not easy to, especially when the person doing the abusing has this, um, like people outside sees this person as this really nice, loving person, and so they don't believe you when you begin to mention the little things, you know, oh, he would never do that or she would never do that. You know, she's been my friend for this many years and he's such a nice person and, you know, um, and so sometimes you get shut down and then you get shut down enough then you just don't say anything to anybody, you know. So that's the thing for me. Just be have enough self-awareness and enough self-love to know when you need to seek help to get out of a relationship and understand that you are more than, you know, other people would lead you to believe that you are. You're not less than. You're not the second. You know, you're you're not this person that does not deserve to be happy because that's the other thing people will tell you too. Or will you just want? Um, to you just want more than what you deserve, so to speak. And it's nothing wrong with wanting to feel happy and to feel safe and to feel like you matter. Uh, and that's the thing. When you realize who you are and when you are, uh, when it's instilled enough in you to know that you matter and that you're worth it, then you can begin to see that the things that are happening or being said or done to you should not be done, and then that begins the discovery, the self-discovery uh, that you need of who you are as a person and how much you deserve to be loved and cared about that can lead to the door being open so you can get out of those abusive relationships. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> right, right. And I, I have to I have to piggyback off of it. I have to well, I have to agree with Stan and and a lot a lot of people just don't they don't understand. Well, if you were doing good, well, just like you said, the first thing they say is why didn't you leave? Well, most of the time when it's happening, the person can't really afford to just leave. You know, it's, it's a financial thing. You may not be financially stable or in a position to just leave. That may be the only place for to be at at the moment. So another another thing is when it's actually happening, the person the person is happening to is really not um, receiving the fact that it's happening because they thought, well, what can I do to make this person feel better? They so focused on trying to um, try and um, you know make this person accept them or like them that they they're not even looking at the fact that this person is misusing them. Because they kind of, well, I gotta do this to keep this person happy. You, you, whatever you do, is not gonna keep them, this person happy because they, they, they form right now is to tear you up, tear you apart. So it's going to take many forms. Like, like the question I was, um, that I posted when I, when I posted the flyer this morning, I say, how many forms? Um, it comes. You find abuse at work, um, power abuse. The boss may act a certain way or treat certain people a certain way. That's abuse. You may find it in what you find it in all forms. Have certain friends. You have friends that treat treat you certain ways. They only around you when they need. That's abuse because it's not mutual. You you have relationships with families where, and, and this is one of the biggest ones that a lot of people won't won't stand up to or won't won't admit, but me, I have I don't care because I'm not God, so it's not for me to judge. A lot of family members, if there's someone in the family that that that's gay or may you know maybe interested in the same sex, you have family members that shun them, talks about them, want to put them on, on your own blast all the time. That's not your job. You're not God. You have no mm-hmm. you have no recollection of why this person is the way they are. It could be abuse at a young age. It could be anything. 
you know, you never know what drove a person to be who they are. So why would you judge them? And that's abuse. If you're going to mistreat somebody because they preference, that's abuse. You know, everybody says, well, in the Bible it say this. Well, you know what? Let God deal with that. That's not your job to tell somebody what, who they should or shouldn't like. And that's just always been me. A lot of my friends and associates, they don't understand me. But how can you hang out with a guy that like men? They like who he like. I like who I like. Well, at the end of the day, um, abuse is about control and acknowledging that you're in an abusive situation, regardless of who's perpetuating um, and perpetrating the abuse, is step one. And once you understand that and you... um, see it for what it is, then you can acknowledge it and then begin to do what it is that you need to do or seek the help that you need to get out of it. But it's also important for us to believe people when they say that they are in these situations, regardless of how we feel about the abuser, understanding that people wear masks. And so even though from the outside looking in, it doesn't, you know, we would never suspect that person of being that type of person. It does not mean that they are not capable of doing it. Um, And so just believing people is is usually the first step. Just, you know, that's usually where it starts. You have a lot of people who don't believe it when it's reported. And again, that goes a long way to people just shutting down and staying in abusive relationships because they don't have anybody to turn to for help, you know? All right, all right. I got kicked off. I think I can still hear Ms. Tracy. Ms. Tracy? I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Boy. I got to, I got to speak in the tube and he kicked me off the line. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, we we still good. We still rolling there. But it's, it's exactly back to what I was saying. Abuse comes in so many forms, and a lot of the time, a lot of time abuse is something people don't really acknowledge it. But what I do want to say is um, I do I thank you for um, calling in and sharing those things because somewhere somebody had somebody needed to hear it and just listening to what you said may have given them the, the strength to speak up and speak out and um fellas fellas I'm pointing this directly at you fellas let's stop holding things to our chest we too go through things forms of abuse. Uh, rather than ridiculed at work, rather than being belittled at home, rather than being treated um, unsatisfactory, even just even just being made fun of, that's a form of abuse. Anytime you do something to, to break a person's character or make them feel smaller than they are, just for your, your you know your pleasure or whatever reason, that's abuse. Abuse comes in so many forms. A lot of people think when you say um, domestic violence or domestic abuse, it's just punch. No. The tongue is sharper than the fist. It hits harder than a hand. People don't understand. But uh, we actually went over, but we don't have to do this again. And um, I'm going to reach out 
Gracie, we're going to have to do this together again. You know, this it was real smooth. It was calm. It was cool. And the next thing you're ready to do this, I'll contact you ahead of time if you're available. But I do appreciate you swinging in and sitting in with me today. Um, and I really hope it was helpful to you. I know it was helpful to me. I hope everybody that tuned in on Facebook Live got a chance to um, actually see or get the strength to reach out and, and speak on things that be spoken on. I realize that speaking on what's going on don't make you, it don't make you weak. If you're only weak, I wouldn't even say you're weak if you don't speak on it because sometimes people don't know who they can speak to because one of the biggest things is nowadays, if you go to somebody and say, I'm being abused, they turn around and use that on you. Women, I feel really, I really, I feel really sorry for the women that speak out against any type of abuse. As you can see now with the things that's going on with the Me Too movement and all of those things, as soon as a woman speak out that she's been, she was sexually abused or whatever, the whole nation comes down on her. She gets, she gets investigated. They want to know who she slept with when she was a teen, what she done when she was in elementary school. What the hell does that have to do with somebody touching, taking, or saying something against her will? Not a damn thing. And that's just my take on it. So, Ms. Tracy, is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I'm, I'm offering you the floor to say anything you want to say, and then we'll get out of here. Ms. Tracy? I am here. Um, so I just want to say, yes, thank you for uh, having me on and allowing me to speak. Of course, I will be happy um, to do this with you again anytime you want to um, have this type of uh, discussion and open the floor, so to speak, for people to be able to um, speak their truth as far as abuse. Uh, you know, um, I've experienced abuse on a whole lot of levels, and especially the part that you just spoke on about the sexual abuse. So that, but that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, the thing is, is uh, we just need to be advocates for those people who are experiencing it and be able to just be a listening ear because it takes uh, each person has to have their own awakening moment when they realize that, hey, this is what this is. It's not love, it's abuse. And we need to just be those people who, as impatient as we may be for those people to get out of the situation, we need to understand that it is a cycle and it takes time for people to uh, realize what they are experiencing and be able to come out of it. Um, and we just have to be advocates and allies for them and just believe them when they say it. It's not about questioning their level of abuse or whether we deem it to be abuse based on what we've experienced. We just have to uh, be there to listen to them, to advocate for them, to help them when they need it, and to just be the support that they need because the admitting of it is a huge step. Um, getting out of it is an even bigger step. And when help is needed, we just need to be able to support them when they need it. Um, so, yeah, this was a good talk. It's definitely one that is needed, especially in our community, because we stay silent on so many things and we're taught to stay silent on so many things, especially when it involves relationships. And so uh, people need to understand that it's, you know, it's not love when it's abuse. <laughs> right. I, just, I just gotta say I love you, man. You, you keep it up. All you, ladies, gentlemen, anybody that's out there, man. If you if you're in a relationship and you you're dealing you're dealing with these situations, um, don't be afraid to speak up. You know, go to somebody. You know, a lot of times, sometimes the person that you think you can't trust is the person you can trust the most. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's like we know sometimes the person you think you can trust is the person that you can't. So, you know, just reach out to somebody and and let, let, let it be known what it is going on because you don't want to be caught in a situation where you are in a, you, you're going through some things nobody knows and then all of a sudden before you know it, you, you're extinct. No one knows what happened, what happened or the situation. So 
going to start opening up about things. And you said something that, that was that's the truth. We came up in a community, in a neighborhood, and and it, and I think this is just this is like a black thing. It, what happens in this house stays in this house. It ain't nobody business what's going on. You know what? I heard that, you know, coming up. I used to hear that in, in different, you know, friends' households. I even heard it in my household, but, you know, at one point, you know, it was like, hell with that. You know, my mom would see, hey, this is going on, that is going on. You know, it wasn't nothing bad, but it was just we were raised with that. You don't go and tell everybody what's going on behind your closed door. And that can be a curse because you can be seriously being harmed in, in behind closed door. But if you talk to not speak on it, how do you expect kids to come forward when somebody's left? How do you expect people to come forward when they're being mistreated? How do you expect for people to bring it out if they if everybody's saying keep it on the hut? Or you talk to a smith or weird or don't talk, don't tell. No. If you're dealing with something, tell it. Because somewhere somebody can help you. And on that note, I like to thank everybody for tuning in on Facebook Live and on Ford Radio. I can I actually see we got people on Ford Radio listening as well. So I like to thank everybody, no matter where you are. You could have been anywhere doing anything else. If you were here sharing this moment with us, so we like to thank you on on behalf of Poet Radio, myself, Doug Cities, along with Miss Tracy from Terror Records. We like to thank y'all for tuning in, and we will be back again. I will inform everybody. We do this once a month, and until next time, in the words of my sister, Miss Conception, we love it on each other. Words, my brother, Big Earn. We ain't standing for no bullshit. Words, my sister, Miss Sabrina. Make the world sky's the limit. And the words, my nephew, that be one. Love is love. Until next time, y'all be safe.